Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. This week, I'm interviewing Warren Nash from Easy Eats. Since much of the interview is actually a demonstration of Easy Eats POS and KDS system, I am also going to release this interview on my YouTube channel, which is called Food Vendor Reality, and there'll be a link in the description for that. Rather than break this interview up into small segments, I'm releasing the full interview all at one time. The interview is going to be well over an hour long, and it's well worth the listen. So please set aside the time. If you can't watch it today, schedule it into your week later on. You guys know that I want to get food trucks out of the Stone Ages. Handwritten tickets and ticket rails are so last millennia. Easy Eats is the way to modernize your business. Included are five essential must-haves. Every food truck needs to be on some type of map location system. Every food truck needs to have the ability to do online ordering. Every food truck needs to have a modern POS that can process all the different types of credit cards. It needs a KDS, which that stands for a kitchen display screen, so that the cooks can see what they need to prepare and what they need to cook without having to pass tickets back and forth. And then the best feature is an automatic system to alert the guests that, hey, your food is up, and they do that via a text message. So there's no pagers to hand out. There's no standing at a window screaming out names. So let's get into the details with Warren. It's going to be well worth the time. Well, happy to happy to give a little overview on my background here. So my name is Warren Nash. I'm one of the co-founders of Easy Eats. Uh, myself and a few friends of mine who are programmers started the company. Um, no. I don't, know, I don't know, five, five, six years ago, something like that. And the idea for a point of sale system for food trucks, it, it kind of morphed from an earlier idea based on an experience I had with a, a restaurant in Chicago. And this restaurant basically had a stock market-like board for their beer prices. And by, the, what, by that, I mean, it would update in real time for the prices of beer based on demand. So if no one orders a Nick Golden Light or something like that for an hour, the price would go down by 15 cents or something like that. And if something was really popular, the price would go up. I thought that was neat, just, you know, it's a gimmick, sure, but it, it was neat. So I, I went home and spent a lot of time and basically built out an algorithm to do that, um, at least conceptually. So I built this cool little algorithm, surprisingly enough, in Excel, but you can actually do a lot of programming in Excel um, to basically do a time decay function and, and, and make that. So I noodled on that for a while and, and ultimately pulled some friends in and it, it kind of morphed from that, which again is neat, but kind of just a gimmick into um, point of sale food, uh, point of sale systems for food trucks. And we settled on that or not settled on that, but went to that because there was a real need there and um, no one was really serving it. So at the time specifically, you have expensive um, uh, food systems for restaurants, like full scale point of sale KDS, all the back end, back of the house management stuff for restaurants. Um, but none of that would really make sense in a food truck, way too expensive, also pretty fixed and not very mobile. And then you had very, very, very basic, you know, square in its infancy for taking payment at a window, but that's all it did. 
So we saw a need of, we wanna bring the features of a full system into a food truck while also pulling in other things that are unique to food trucks. And one of those being a location tracking. So everything within our system has location tracking. You open for the day, you appear on a map and everyone knows you're there. Um, and then of course you can advertise that. So that was kind of the, the early genesis of it and how it morphed from you know, kind of a cool little novelty into a um, real point of sale system that's, that's focused on, on food trucks. And again, very cost efficiently, you know, ideally it's for most people, it is less expensive than most other systems out there even today, um, but it gives a lot of value and a lot of features that are unique and special for, for food trucks. I agree that that what you have is definitely unique and it's one of the things i always talk about getting food trucks out of the stone age so let's talk about the stone age of your company mm -hmm. how does the current iteration differ from the very first thing y'all put out for food trucks oh yeah absolutely it has morphed a lot so when we first started um it wasn't a full point of sale system it was a basically just the online ordering piece initially because that is relatively speaking and I'm sure my programmer buddies would say otherwise, but relatively speaking, that's the easy thing to build. Um, whereas actual getting tablets and apps built and then connecting it all, that's more complicated. But from the beginning, we did build it as a cloud-based system, and then we built the online ordering piece. But we also realized that that isn't enough. That's not a business model. We can't have a business with that because when you look at the other competitors out there, you're, you know, uh, Oh, I forget some of their names. Like food truck, uh, food truck pub is one. Um, mm -hmm. Street food finder is another, and there's a, a few other ones like that. They charge very high fees, relatively speaking. You know, it's only a buck or a buck fifty, but percentage-wise on an order, that's quite large, and that's on top of quite expensive credit card processing fees. Um, and they have their marketing sales pitch. They try to spin those fees in different ways, but the end fee is quite high. So we realized that like it has to be for them to have a business, but the fee's too big really to, you know, to have a good value proposition. So we quickly realized that, well, we need to build a full point of sale system that has all the online ordering features into um, a point of sale system that uh, a truck can use. So they have one process, regardless of whether someone orders at the window or online, it all flows into the same system, the same KDS screen, and so it's easy to use and it's less expensive. So the online's way less expensive. The window ordering is a little bit less expensive than other options. And it's all in one process too. And that was the other big thing is the efficiencies. Cause we learned that quickly too, once we had built our system is that it's very difficult for food trucks to manage multiple processes. You can't have a production chain for your window orders and then another one for your online orders. and and another one maybe for delivery like you can but it's it's slow it's inefficient it's it's difficult um, and our system really evolved around bringing all that all those disparate processes together in one easy system as well as again looping in location tracking and um, texting the customer when the food is ready and all that kind of stuff the notification uh, element of it so yeah so it's changed a lot from that early days to kind of a full full system that i can fairly confidently say we compete straight on with Square or Toast or Clover, and we can't offer everything that they do, but it's very focused on what food truckers need. So let, let's talk about all the different elements that your system has that say like Square does not have unless you're paying, paying for the additional fees. Mm -hmm. 
So you have anybody that signs up with you gets a website or the, not a website, but a web page. Correct. Yes. And there's important distinction there. Everyone that get uses our system gets online ordering by default. And but the tactical way that works is they have a web page on our website. So our website is easy eats that XYZ. They would have an add-on at the end there, easy eats that XYZ slash northbound or slash GI Joe's food truck. And that enables them to not only have the online element, but then to create QR codes, which they can put on menus for people to scan with their phone and order from or you know, disseminate that in any channel online or on posters or A-frames in front of your truck. So that particular element, let's say somebody's setting up at a brewery. Yeah. They could have a QR code for every table in the brewery. Yep. And, and know exactly where to deliver that food. Or to let yes. the person know that the food's up and hey, come get it. Yeah, yeah. So it, we can actually do both. Yeah, there's the the customer can come and get it, or if the food truck wants to, there is a feature where they we we ask the customer when they're ordering, you know, like what what table number they're at or something like that, and mm -hmm. the truck can deliver it to them. Most don't want to because they don't have the labor for it, but they have they actually can. So yeah, but there's definitely that option. Yep. So that's one feature then they, they actually get the POS system that we're all familiar with that actually the cashier is standing there and able to, yep. to touch screen. Yep. And then the different point that you have that a lot of trucks do not have is that KDS, which is a kitchen display system. And it, what we're looking at here would be the, the left-hand side of the screen. As soon as the cashier touches it, it sends it to them. And what I love about your system was now we're not having to worry about tickets and tickets yeah, on a ticket rail and losing all of those. But the best part of this, you eliminate one other thing that a lot of food trucks buy and that's those pagers. Yep. As soon as they hit ready, there's a notification sent out via the, the uh, cell phone that the customer has given to the either the cashier or they've done it online. Right. And now they know, hey, the food's up. So there's no standing at a window hollering. There's no pager to lose or have somebody steal, mm -hmm. which happens too frequently, or they give it to their kid and it gets snot all over it and the kid drops it. And now it's got dirt all over it and everything else. Yep. We have all comes, done those. Exactly. And the texting for through, you know, years of using it now, it's very efficient. It's very rare. Someone's not going to see the message and come and get their food right away. Everyone always has their phones on them. Right. It's it's texting is the most the fastest way to connect with people like the most directly for the vast majority of the population. Yeah, and again, it's the goal is to get food trucks into the modern era, mm -hmm. and everything is digital. I mean, you just described it. Most of your the food trucks guests are going to be sitting there scrolling through their social media anyway yep, while yep. they're waiting on the food to get done. Yep. So, I mean, that's just the, to, to my mind, that's a perfect system for what a food truck needs to have today for sure. All right. Um, as far as the texting rules, can you kind of uh, explain why that's not something that's so common or as common as you would expect it to be? A combination of it costs money and um, spam filters. Mm -hmm. So, Believe it or not, I'm not going to say how much, of course, but our highest expense for our system is incremental expense for our system is texting. Mm 
Right. So it, you wouldn't think so. You and I send texts to each other all the time or whatever, and it's free. It's just there. But if you're a commercial business, you have to pay for every text that sense is sent and it's material. Um, you know, it's not a huge amount, but it's material and it, it adds up. So that's one piece. The other piece is, well, we all complain about the spam texts we get all the time. So and believe it or not, the telecoms and the um, people in between, basically the people between us and the telecoms, they do a lot to filter out spam. I know it doesn't seem like it because we get them all the time, but they do a lot to filter out spam. So we have to be very careful and very specific and very formulaic in the text that we send. So they're customized, like it'll say the name of your truck and it'll say the name of the person that ordered, but it's, it's a formulaic text to get past the filters and be standardized and not get blocked because if you don't do it exactly right, it will get blocked. So some combination of that, obviously other big companies can, or any you know, big companies, if we're a small company, we can figure it out. Big companies can definitely figure out um, that piece of it, but there's, there is a cost element and it is material. Right. And some just, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's rocket scientists. Some, I just don't think have thought about it from that side of things, or they have an app that serves a similar function. And if, if they can just push the notification on the app, well, that costs them nothing, but texting you actually costs a, a material amount of money. Right. So from there, from a, this kind of standpoint. Right. Exactly. But that's included in your package. It's yep. not like that's some upsell that you do. No, no. So everything in our system at the moment, every feature we have is included. You know, you can have multiple KDS screens if you want. There's no extra cost. It's it's all included. Maybe someday we'll add some amazing thing that we have to upcharge for. But at the moment, we include everything and we want to. Obviously, we, we, we like having these features in here. Um, even, even though some people would say, oh, well, I might not want that feature. Yeah, but you probably need it to, to your point, Bill, you're, you want people to use the KDS screen. So I want to include it because it is a better thing for the system, for your processes. It will help you make more money and charging you extra for it is a disincentive to actually using it. So we're not going to do that. And, and that's a perfect way to describe it. It becomes a disincentive because food truckers are, are notoriously cheap mm -hmm. and they want the least expensive uh, products that they can find for everything. And, and that's one of the things I like about what your system does. It has really the, the four components that a modern food truck needs. You have to have online ordering. You have to have that. There's no mm -hmm. way around it. You have to have some POS system that's going to help you to track and communicate orders. You yeah. need the KDS and then you need that order up alert system. It's all rolled into one package. Yeah. That's yeah. why I love your system so much. And it's affordable. Yeah. And that was our real goal because we we know a lot of food truckers and we've worked with them. And naturally we have to charge. We have to pay ourselves and oh, eat yeah. and all those fun things ourselves. But we we have done our absolute best to build the affordability into our philosophy. Like again, the hardware is generic hardware. You're not buying something proprietary expensive from me. You download our app and you go. Um, we, we include a lot of features that are very beneficial to the food truck, but we don't charge that much for them. And um, we've been able to price ourselves, generally speaking, and it's not true for everyone, but generally speaking, cheaper than the other major players out there for a comparable feature set. So, Yeah, it's just an amazing product. That's why I tell everybody they need to get it. We appreciate it. At least try it out, if nothing else. And then 
You know, if they don't like it, I want to ask them why. Right. What is it about it you don't like? Absolutely. No, we, uh, let's go ahead. I was just going to ask, we've um, really covered everything that we did earlier when Bill forgot to turn on the cord. Yeah. There is one thing I want to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. What's the future? Because we talked about everything that's led you up to this point. What are some things you guys might have coming down the pike that would be interesting? Yeah, new features. So we recently added a newer or relatively new credit card processing option, the, the pay line and the card point one we talked about before. We added that, I don't know, six months ago, eh, probably, eh, let's say six months ago, it was probably about that long ago. And we've been refining it since, and there's still more improvements to make. So there's minor things like enabling the touch, um, touch uh, tap to pay on the credit card readers to work. Right. Um, but there's, so there's things like that, um, but we probably won't add any more full new credit card processors anytime soon. Some up and card points seem to be really good. Um, they serve slightly different functions. They're better for some customers. One is better for one customer, another is better for another, but they're basically optimal for those use cases. Most of the stuff in the future is more feature set add again. So we're trying to get back to that. And by that, I mean, you know, we've added stuff in the past, like inventory tracking or, you know, different screens to show orders, stuff like that. The next things that we're working on, let's see what's on our dev chart here. Um, rewards program, because you need a rewards program. So that's another one that we're working on. And we already have a lot of the data. I mean, I can tell you, Warren Nash has ordered from whatever food truck 227 times because we, we store all that, um, but we need to actually build out a proper rewards program. So that's that's one of the things coming down the pipe. Um, we have lots of general UI and UX design improvements. There's plenty of you know, areas within the system where, oh, we can make that prettier, or we can make that clearer, or we can make that a little better. So those things are always in process. Um, what are some of the other big ones we're working on? Um, people have asked for a dual screen POS system before, and we can do that. We just have to do it. So that's probably something we'll work on this year, um, depending on prioritization. But that's where, you know, you have the screen on the front and the screen on the back, one for the cashier, one for the customer, so you don't have to spin the thing around. Okay. Spinning the thing around isn't that big of a deal, but people do ask for, well, I just want to have it the two because then I don't have to, you know, whatever. And we can do that. And so it seems to have enough interest that we will. It's just a matter of time and prioritization before, before we actually make that happen. So, so that brings up a, a question. Yeah, go ahead. If um, they want a dual screen, because basically it's still essentially one POS. It's just, it's showing two different displays, right? Yeah. Okay. What if somebody wanted to have two POS systems, like they had two windows? Oh, they can already, yeah, they can already do that. Okay. The system, yeah, the system already does that, no problem. So you can have two tablets, yeah, two POS systems, two different windows, or one at the window, one outside walking right. around the line because it's super busy. Yeah, as long as they're connected to the same Wi-Fi or the same hotspots, um, you can have your two different credit card readers going, connected to those two tablets, and it'll push it into the system, no problem. So on the okay. screen here, um, let, me, let me do something real quick. Um, so per our earlier discussion, you see this upcoming order here, it just says hamburger ice cream. I haven't completed the order, but that's what's live on my tablet right now. Right. If you had two tablets connected at once, there would be another line that says, you know, tablet, some number, the item beneath it, tablet, another number, item beneath it. And then as they're completed, they pop up in the order queue just 
as if they came from the same same tablet. So you could have theoretically as many as you want. However, we've never tested more than two. So, <laughs> but you can have multiple um, POSs on the system at once. Okay. Because I can see a definite benefit to that. Like you had talked about, the line gets super long. Yeah. You could send somebody out about halfway through. Yeah. Then again, you could just give them the QR code and tell them, hey, order yourself. Yep. People, people by default, in my experience, a lot of food truckers want to go the route of, oh, I want two, two POS systems, or can you make a self-service kiosk? And it's really important to get them to reframe the mindset to, no, get your customer to order from their phone. One, yeah. because that removes all of the work you have to do. So it's easier. Your stuff's not going to get stolen. You need less labor, whatever. But also because the customer will actually do it. People want being able to order from your phone. You think, oh, but then it's a hassle for them. Yeah, but they get to look at the menu and take as long as they want. And they're not rushed in a line. And all the yeah. other pieces of the transaction are less stressful for them most of the time some people never want to touch their phone but they can come up and order the old school way but the real value add play is to get them to get the customer to order from their phone it saves you time energy and money they're generally gonna the customer is generally gonna be happy with it because it's gonna be less stressful and we've designed it to be as quick as we can make the process so it's not too stressful it's not too burdensome on them but it works and they still tip. That was one worry we had early on, very early. Oh, if someone orders online, they're not going to tip. And tip makes up, you know, 15% of my profit. I need it. And we found that people tip. And I can't say if they tip uh, materially more or less, but I still regularly see good average levels of tips um, online. So you're not losing out on that at all. They still tip. And like I like to tell people, if you're dependent upon tips, you need to change your business model. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we work, we, we have done our best to bend over backwards and help people out in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'll obviously give my opinions and, and this is how you should do something. This is from my experience, what the best is, but some people, you just got to meet them where they're at as best you can yep. when you can. Oh, no. Sometimes you can't, but yeah. Believe me, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always tell them it's your business, run it how you see fit. I'm just going to tell you how to do it the best way. Yeah, you want to make money, listen to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you don't, then it's okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I appreciate your time so, so much. I know I've taken up probably more than you wanted to spend talking to me. I mean, no, no. <laughs> my pleasure, Bill. More than happy to do so. Greatly appreciate the chance to chat with you and tell people about the system. So, my, my pleasure entirely. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Yes. Let's start with the order screen. Okay, fair, fair enough. So very first thing, and I am going out of order, as you see, this is closed right now. So on the right-hand side, this is an image of a tablet. It's connected to my tablet here at home, and this is what you would see when you're placing an order. But even before I do that, the very first thing that you do for a day, just so you get kind of a full picture front to back, um, you go and administer. Uh, Basically, you set your location, so you either manually set it, you do detect location, which will find you most of the time. That is not my correct location, but it will find you most of the time. And if that fails, you can always type in, you know, the address up there. Let's do my old work one optimal way. So you could type in your um, actual address 
So first thing you do, set your location. Second thing you do, set the end time of the event. You're starting at 12, you're opening right, or you're starting at 11, it's 10.45, that, that's by, in there by default. You click this, you select the end time. And, and what that does is it turns off online ordering automatically. Okay. Then you set your taxes. Now, food trucks move around all the time. So you, in depending on where you are, your taxes are gonna be different. Here in Minnesota, we get up to four different layers of taxes. So you always have state, you usually have Hennepin, that's our county. Usually you have transit, again, if you're on that side of town, but then you'd have different ones elsewhere. So you just turn on or off the applicable ones and your tax rate totals will update. Um, once that's done, um, you type in a message to Facebook. If you're using a Facebook business account, which we highly recommend, you type in, hey, I'm open at this location. And then when you actually type that in there and hit open, it will post to your business Facebook page automatically. So you don't have to manually do it. And more importantly, in an R, it includes the link for people to buy from you. So all not only do they see your verbiage, but there's the button right there that pops up so they can click on it to start ordering from. Um, and if you do not do that, which I did not do here, it reminds you to please do that. And I'm gonna ignore it and open anyways. So the, the button that comes up on the Facebook post takes them where? To takes the them to your specific online menu page, which is this here. And this is something you guys provide with everybody that you work with. Yep. Yep. It's all, it's all integrated. There's no extra cost. It's built from scratch that the online and the tablet are all synced and they work together. And that's something I always have to explain because that's not the norm. When we, whatever you see as a general rule, whatever you see on your tablet or whatever you see online, it's going to look the same on the other one. So they're directly connected. And when you turn something off, you know, you disable your space tacos because you ran out. It, right. it pops off the tablet and it pops off of online at the same time, you know, within two or three seconds. They're, they're very connected when historically those type of processes are generally more bifurcated. They're separate systems that have to talk to each other and it's much more integrated with us. So, and I can happy to show you how you turn menu items on and off later as well. If you'd like to see, it's real easy. Okay. But yeah, we provide that for everyone. Uh, it's all self-service they set up um, or the, the user sets up or the food truck owner sets up. I, of course, more than happy to give you tips and pointers or help if you need it, but it's all self-service, so. Okay, yeah. so once they got themselves listed as open on Facebook, then what do they do? All right, so then they're on the screen and most likely they were doing this on the KDS device itself, whatever they're using, a tablet, the big touch screen, or you know whatever they're using. So then they go to here. This is actually the KDS screen. Um, again, it'll look better. It's It really looks good vertically. That's how it's designed. Um, you don't have all this wasted white space. Right. Um, but then they're here and normally there'd be nothing. Um, so let's go back to that and, you know, let's, let's, let's make it so it is nothing. So it, you get the proper experience. We're just going to cancel these guys and let's do that. Okay. So you're open now. You're ready for the day. You can take orders. Um, the tablet here, the starting page of it is actually this. You have your cash register location and status. So that opening process, you can also do from this tablet. You have a backup order queue, say something terrible happens and your second device gets damaged or destroyed, you can open up the order queue on here as well. Um, and then this button just kicks you over to the website for other administrative functions. Okay, so um, just the people that are watching, <clears throat> what we're looking at on the right hand side here is 
what we would term as the POS system where the cashier would be working. Yeah. Okay. And correct, then correct. the left-hand side is what would be uh, what we refer to as the KDS or the kitchen display system where the folks that are assembling and producing the food would have that. So there's actually two different devices here. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the KDS is for the example here, it's connected to my computer via a link right now. And it is actually a tablet that I'm basically just connected to, to screen share here. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you're open, you're ready to go. And then you can go over to, to the cash register and now you can start taking orders. Um, and within here, you have multiple different options and I have it set up in, in, in you know, simple menu items as well as some complex ones as well as combos. So we have a combo feature for the really advanced stuff where you might be doing like a three taco combo and each taco is a choice between you know, four different types of tacos and then each one of those tacos has you know 10 different modifiers right and this process makes that pretty pretty easy that's uh, kind of this one right here and i can show you that here in a second um otherwise you have more simple items as well that don't need that feature and they're they're faster okay so um real quick what's a good real quick one so chili fries chili fries has no modifiers nothing at all i click on it goes over here it's basically ready to check out a little more complicated one, I think space tacos. Let's click on that guy. Yep. So this is a menu item, a normal one, but it has a modifier. And in this case, it only has one modifier, but you basically just have to choose the type. So this is chicken, beef, or pork. Beef has an upsell. Chicken, I'm going to select that. Um, you can then type in if they have special requests, um, you know, no lettuce, no tomatoes, whatever, you know, no whatevers. And then you add to cart. So that's a relatively simple item. And then you have the really complicated stuff, again, the, the, the combos where it's gonna be multiple things. So in this case, I don't have that many options, but first I'm selecting the first item, which is a burger. I click on it, I then get the modifiers. Okay, beef, cheddar, and then let's pretend nothing for, the, for that right now. Then I'm picking the side. Well, I have you know only three different choices here. That's not crazy, but I want some egg rolls. And then I want a drink, I want soda, and then a Pepsi. And the other point of combos is it's how you can give discounts. So I have this set up that, you know, every menu item has a price, but then it gets a $3 discount for a lower price. So I add that to cart. And then when that appears in the order queue, um, as you see some stuff already starting to pop up over here, um, that is broken out in easy to use or easy to read way. And now before we even complete that order, one thing I want to mention is this on deck feature. This is a new thing we just added a couple months ago and it's special because, let's go back a second here, let's actually delete these and that'll disappear in about three seconds, there we go. Normally an order in any, in any normal point of sale system from what I know anyways, the order won't pop up on the KDS screen until it's complete and paid for. And normally that makes sense. You, you don't wanna bake food that someone hasn't paid for and might change. Um, so normally, that's how it was in our system too. Once the order was actually completed, you'd stick in the credit card, the customers paid, blah, 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 they've tipped, they're done. Then it would pop up over here. But that takes 60, 90 seconds. You know, they're fumbling with their credit card and they're not sure how much tip to give, whatever. So people have been asking for a while and, and we finally figured out how to do it. We, we've made it so this on deck and is, is a live feeder and a five second delay. Um, to the tablets that are connected to it. So when me over here at the tablet, I'm gonna add a chili fry, I'm gonna add another chili fry, 
and they want a corn on the cob too. And it caught the first one there. In about five seconds, boom, it's there. So when you're just starting out for the day or in the situations where you want that 60 to 90 second heads up, you can start going. The cook can start going. And then we have a little warning here that says, of course, you know, the customer hasn't paid yet. These are in process. It might change and it totally could. They could say, oh, forget the second chili fries and they, they kick it off the off of here and that's going to disappear. But that gets you going sooner. And a lot of people really like that feature. It, it seems like a small win. Oh, what's 60 seconds? But it actually is really nice. Um, and then, okay, now I can actually complete the transaction. I go to checkout. Um, let me just finish this and we'll come back and do another one and I'll actually show how this works. But okay. Um, so I complete it and then there it actually converts to a real order. So this is a real order that's done and paid for. And had you done a credit card, it would not pop to here until you've done the credit card, et cetera. Um, now the cook knows for sure this is locked down and good and um, they can finish making it. What what you're doing is really not too different than what like a restaurant would do that has a drive through. They'll have all the employees wearing the headset. So they're hearing the guest place the order in real time. Okay. But as far as it, it tells them, you know, to drop a bun or drop meat or, or get it prepared. But typically you teach the employees not to do the special orders until the order is actually served. Mm. And you know, that's what you're talking about, the delay that a lot of restaurants have. Mm -hmm. Um and this feature would work the same way. It's on deck. You can go ahead and get the meat ready because chances are they're not changing the meat. Right. You can go ahead and you know get a bun toasting or, or you know get the cheese ready, that type of thing. Yeah. But until they've served it, you may not want to dress that sandwich because they might change their mind and go, hey, I meant to say no lettuce rather than add lettuce. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great system. I, I like how that works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, we're glad we we're able to figure out how to do it because it's a nice, it's a nice little feature. And Yep. No one else, as far as I know, and I'm sure people will eventually, but no one else I know of the main systems um, do that at the moment, as far as I know. Yeah, none that I know of either. Like I said, all of them want the order to be served in some way or cashed mm -hmm. out in some way to make it, you know, quote unquote official. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you just, because I can tell you, there's been many times that I've been caught up to the speaker and I've been dressing a sandwich as I'm hearing it on the headset. Mm -hmm. I put the mayonnaise on and somebody goes, oh, wait, I didn't mean mayonnaise. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah exactly. I hate being that fast, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, well, let me double back now because I kind of blitzed through the other step and there's some okay. stuff there. But let's 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 do another order. Let's do some coffee and uh, rib sandwich. Um, a couple other things to note um, and uh, items down here. You have some cart options. Um, so this is where you can apply things like um, fees and discounts, you know, 20% off military veterans, whatever you click on this, you click the option and then it would reduce it or add custom items, custom discounts. So if you need to, you've got to add something to the menu, you need to charge two bucks, you do it there real quick. Or one of the other big use cases is, um, food truck goes to a, a an event. The host is paying at the end of the night and every individual is paying nothing, right? Well, you want to put in every menu item at your price. So you put in, you do your order, then you do a hundred percent off coupon. So that zeroes it out. So the person pays nothing. Right. Then at the end of the night, you come back, you do one manual entry for 1500 bucks and then charge that through on their credit card. So that's also how you would do that. Um, and then send receipt. All our receipts are electronic. 
Um, so if you, a customer needs a receipt, you push the button, type in their email address and, and send it. If they ordered online, they get that automatically. Um, very, very few people care about receipts. It's just that one in a hundred person that needs the reimbursement for their business or whatever. Right. So that, that button's there as well. Let me clarify the, the one point you were making about yep. a big order. Cause we do see those from time to time where you'll get, you know, a business that wants to pay for a hundred employees or whatever. Yeah. How did you come up with the total? Because if you said I sure didn't didn't hear. So. Oh, so yeah. So the individual still orders, and they're right. ordering off of your menu, and then that menu item you're just you're you're charging it at. It has whatever price to them that you want that price to be to the end person. So it's ten bucks for a burger, but then you're discounting right. it a hundred percent because that person isn't paying anything. Right. At the end of the night, you just run a quick report, and it says you did nine, you know, $1,528 in discounts today. And then that's the amount that you would plug in. The system then applies your tax and you can add a, you know, a tip or, you know, force gratuity right. whatever you want to do. Um, and then you just type that number into the manual checkout. And that is when the host would swipe their credit card or write you a check or do whatever you want to do. So, yeah, that's the part I missed. Cause I figured that's what you were having to do is just run a report so you can see yeah. what the grand total was of the discount. Yeah, no, I missed it. I should have, I should have clarified that. So yeah, you, you probably said it. I just, you know, I zone out sometimes. <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, so back to this. So let's, let's check out. Um, so you check out and then here's kind of the, these are the important pieces of information. Okay. Um, you type in the customer's name and it's optional because you don't always need to, but you type in the person's name. Um, and that's what you're going to be yelling out the window if you're doing that, or if, you are using the texting feature. This is where you say, hey, can I get a phone number for you? We'll text you when the order's ready. And then you type it in here and I'm not gonna use my personal one. Uh, I'll use my business one. Okay, and that's all you had to do. Um, now you would click cash or credits and it would go down the chain for cash or credit. Cash is quick, credit of course, you can, the reader is then connected and there's a screen to confirm and then you tip and you do a few other things. Um, um, but I'll skip that for the moment. Um, but yeah, for cash, you hit cash. We are redesigning this currently. So, you know, be kind. I know it's not the prettiest thing, but it basically tells you how much. And then you can hit 15 bucks, 20 bucks or whatever. This is generated and it tells you right. what the changes. And again, it's going to be prettier here in about a, a month or so, uh, probably sooner than that. But let's say I, it was, they gave me a 20. So I click on 20. The order is completed. It reminds the cashier, change the customer, 924. And then it pops up over here. It shows my name. And this icon shows that the phone number was entered. So when I is the cook or the server, or whoever's doing the serving um, is ready, they hit this button and that will text me. And that's automatic. There's no other entry. Correct. Anyway. Yep. So I'll just do that. And I guess you won't, you won't see it because I'm not sharing my phone, but that just, that just sent me a text. So okay. I'll, I'll undo it here so we can get that back. But that would have sent me a text. Um, let me cover off on one or two other things here. So again, these are the individual orders. And let me put one or one or two more in just so I can show off one other thing. Let's add Bill, uh, let's add Bill back. So let's add Bill back. And then let's add another one for Steve. So we'll have four orders in total. This is another advantage of um, digital systems for paper tickets and why I want to call it out. So each one of these is an order. Great. You're working from top to bottom. The oldest is on top. The newest is right. on bottom or top to bottom. 
But the other thing that it does is it, we can do the all day summary for you automatically. So over here is the running total. This is all the things you need to make. And this is most useful when you have a deep fryer that you need to keep full of chicken fingers or fries or tater tots or whatever that you know have a relatively long turn time. So you can see at a glance why well, I have five orders of chili fries or you know more realistically five orders of chicken fingers. So you can keep the fryers going. You don't care what order they're in. You know you're going to need them. So you keep right. them going. And then you serve and serve. And this updates again in real time. So I have a chili fry and a corn dog. So that corn dog will disappear. You know, it's gone. And chili fries is, is down to four. Um, but that gives you your running total. And that matters when you start to get a few orders deep. If you only got two or three, you know, you can probably keep it in your head. But if you're at an event or you're busy and you're five, 10, 15 orders or more deep, Having the summary is really, I mean, hopefully you're not that deep, but having the summary is really, really helpful for that. Okay, so let me ask a question. This is different than uh, the way it was when I first talked to you what, about a year ago, I think. So when you hit the ready, that actually moved it down to the right-hand part of that screen, and it says back to pending or serve. Yep. So at this point, the guest has not been notified. It, right. I, I, I they have been notified. So okay. the thing that we have, uh, we added this and yeah, this is what's different. This is optional. There's a two, there's two options here, depending on the type of truck you have. So I'm in the second option, the more complex one where there's actually two steps. Okay. You have it on one step where all you do is you hit ready and ready and serve. It's the same thing. So okay. when you push that button, it texts them and then it moves over here, but then it's basically gone. Like it's, it's, it, there's a list that shows your last five as a reference point, but it's it, you don't do anything else. You hit it once and you're done. And then you can glance back at the screen real, real quickly if you need to. Um, uh, to remind if you hit the wrong one or something. Exactly. But that quickly goes away. This is the two-step process where I hit ready. It texts the customer, but I still have the food. So it's not until the actual person comes and grabs it, then you hit the button again and it's truly gone. Okay. That helps for bigger trucks when you have more people involved and you're pushing volume faster, or maybe you even have two different KDS screens. So that way you can, you know, not just, hey, the food's done and the person's coming, it, the food's done and now it's out the window. I don't even have to think about it anymore. So that's optional. You just toggle that on and off in our settings, whichever you want to do. Just so I can, can explain to people, because they're probably thinking, why would I need that? A busy truck like you're describing could send out maybe four or five orders within the same 30, 40 seconds. Yep. And if you have somebody that has that system set up with a separate screen, they can organize, okay, this person came and picked up this particular set of food and send it out. A truck that's low volume is only going to have one order up at a time anyway. And then the guest is going to meander up there and get it. And they won't have that second or third or fourth order setting up ready to go. Yes. So I can see where that's would be of a big benefit to a very high volume truck. Yeah. And that's and something everybody should aspire to. Yeah, exactly. And I have a few trucks like that where they'll have, they have two big KDS screens. So the big fancy ones we have on our, our website and they'll run it, you know, different people at the different stations with the different jobs. And it's very useful for them. Right. So they're also the ones that have the screen on the outside as, as you can imagine. So um doo -doo -doo -doo. i think that's the core of this okay. um additionally there's buttons up here where you can check you know my pre-orders 
um, delivery, et cetera, past orders. If you did need to go back and look at stuff that isn't here anymore, you can go back and look at your past orders. Um, so just out of curiosity, why is the hamburger ice cream a different font color? That is, why is that? I think I typed something in. Um, so within the settings, one of the other things that I should note too on that topic, you see the numbering, why they're out of order. It seems like they're out of order since you have the most on top. Mm -hmm. That comes down to categorization. So you can categorize things as entrees, sides, drinks, or dessert, and it'll always put the entrees on the top. So right. I have these as dessert, and this is probably a, a side or something like that. But it's always going to put the entrees on top, regardless of the number, because that's probably the thing that takes the longest to make. Um, normally, things are a different color because they're manually entered. This was not manually entered, so I'm going to have to look into that. I'm not sure why it's a different color. But normally, those manual entries that I talked about before, when you're charging someone out at the end of the night or you're just doing a one-off, it's going to be a, a different color. Okay. So you, just so you know. Um, oh, let me show you one other thing, just because I didn't yes. touch on it before. So let me put one more order through here, real quick. Uh, let's do a let's do a let's do a messy one. Um, that's not too messy. Well, it's not that messy, but it works. <laughs> uh no tomatoes i don't like tomatoes so let's do that okay so back on the left hand side um and let's just clear out the other ones so they're not in the way okay and serve all of us okay so things to call out to this is the item these are the modifiers, and then the red text is the thing I manually typed in. So that's what tries to make it very obvious. And then, of course, the count for how many of them there are. That tries to make it very obvious what you're doing and what's modifiers, what's manual entered, and um, what's the actual item itself. And then it delineates that way as well on the summary so that you know. And one other thing about the combos, this is minor, but when you do a combo, when it comes in here, it will actually break the items apart and aggregate them over here. It doesn't list it as a summary combo item. It lists it as the burger, the fries, and the drink. Um, it'll show it, you know, under the burger or under the yeah. combo over here. But that actually took a lot of work on our part to make it actually break that apart, right. so that you know, because you don't care what well, combo, whatever. I need to know the thing I'm making. So exactly. It does that and it, it groups it together. So if someone ordered a cheeseburger from the combo or just cheeseburger by itself, it'll aggregate the two over here properly. So and it's as good as any system I've seen. Let me ask you about the uh, the special there with no tomatoes. Yeah. If you had somebody that ordered, say, three different sets of specials, are they going to come as a straight line or are they going to, um, I guess, what would be a, a carriage return where they actually start on the next line? If it does, if it's a complete exact copy, you know, someone does another beef, another cheddar, and no tomatoes exactly the same, it'll just increment this to two. Realistically, okay. you'd never type this exactly the same. So then it would be another line. It'd be beef, cheddar, and no tomatoes, but the person typing it in didn't type in the S. So it's, right. it's another line. Okay. But you know these you don't get too much it's usually your modifiers i mean that's the normal thing and that'll aggregate up so you'd get two beef cheddar and they probably typed in no special instructions and okay. that'll aggregate so as have any of the trucks that you have 
had an issue with the specials being really complicated to type in. Uh, you know, like a, a burger, for instance, could be no mayonnaise, no lettuce, no, no tomato, no onion. Has anybody had any issues with that? From some people have pretty complicated menus and they, they do their best to make it work. There's different ways to go. Um, generally, I'm trying to think, how do I say this? Generally, we recommend, especially for a burger truck, make the item inclusive of the normal things. And then for your modifiers, have them be things that people regularly select and generally the things you'd upcharge for have a real selection between, you know, extra cheese or, um, you know, maybe you're doing a chicken sandwich instead of a beef patty, or you want the double patty for an extra three bucks. Make those things the modifiers generally. You can do no's as well, you know, no whatever for a modifier, mm -hmm. but it's a careful balance between having too many options when checking out versus not enough. And that's so dependent on the truck. Right. Because remember, whatever you set up there, the customer sees when ordering online. You don't want them scrolling through, you know, screen after screen after screen of, of modifiers. Um, and we, we lay it out well, they can handle that, but it, it's a balance. And burger trucks probably have it the hardest because they generally have the most things. The most successful ones I see tend to try to stick their burgers to a set this burger includes these things and we're fairly fixed on that, but they probably don't include too much. You know, it's, it's three items on top of the burger and, and or on top of the beef and, and cheese. And then they'll modify from there and then they'll type in the special instructions from there. Uh, I'm not sure if that answered your question. That's kind of the best practice as far as people having problems. I mean, we've, we've adjusted and retooled this as best as possible. I don't think there's much you could do better per se. It's pretty industry standard from what I've seen of other modifier systems as well. It's very similar. Uh, the only difference that I can recall from some of them, and it, it really it speaks to what you talked about, a customer that's in their office or at home having so many different screens to scroll through or to even just scroll up and down on. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be super efficient for sure. And I would imagine if somebody starts to have a lot of specials and that should be telling them that, hey, we've got a problem with right. whatever's going on and we need to, to adjust that. Right. And let me show you real quick here, and this isn't the perfect view, but this is the online view and it's not perfect. We're, we're still working on it. But as you can see, it's it's a, a mirrored copy of what you see on, on, the, um, on the tablet pictures, whatever. And then of course they would click on it. So let's do the same one I was doing at the burger. You know, you select your meat, yeah. you select your cheese. If they want to add a special instructions, just like they would have done on the tablet, the customer could do that there, um, whatever you need. And then for modifier for combos, similar type of thing you saw over here, you select the burger or the side of the drink, add it to cart, check out. So. Okay. So it's pretty straightforward. Correct. Okay. I think it's an amazing system. I love, you know, I want to get trucks out of the stone age and yeah. I love everything that you guys have done. No paper. I love that. Yeah. KDS gotta have. Yeah. And then the uh, order up system. I'd much rather do the texting like you're doing than to depend upon pagers. Yeah. People lose pagers. They get stolen. They don't work. 
you know, you go inside a building and they don't get reception. Yeah. You think it will, but it won't, or, you know, there gets interference, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you, uh, Texas where there's multiple trucks and they're all in the same frequency and they all go off at once. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. There we go. Okay. Um, this is a screen that can sit on the outside of, of the food truck. And I know it doesn't look like much at the moment because there's nothing here, um, but this is where it would show the upcoming orders, ones that have already been paid for and the, the, the cook is working on, but it'll show what's coming up. And then here's the QR code. And then ignore our branding because it'll show your branding. Um, it just, this is my test truck, so it shows our branding. Okay. Um, but then they can just have this as a second screen outside of the truck. All again, all it's doing is basically just saying Steve is next, and then Rachel, and then Sarah, and then Bill. But that's useful, not for everybody, but it's an extra useful thing that some people some people like. How many orders would that show at one time? I'm gonna say four, five, something like that. I can I can throw uh, I can put a few up here real quick if you want me to. I'm gonna say four or five. Absolutely. Um, let me see here. This might take a moment. It's not a problem. Because while you're doing that, Steve, Tom, All right, maybe it'll show a few more. Let's get a bill in there. There we go. Got to have one of those. Oh, absolutely. And let's put a Warren in there too. Okay, well, I'll show four, which will give you the idea of how many it can it can show when when my fourth one pops up here. And I'll, there we go. So ideally, someone has a monitor something like this size out there, um, and this is just one more thing. So Steve is next, then Tom, then Bill, then Warren. And this again, this is just showing the order, and it looks like you could get about six or seven on here at a time. Okay. So as one gets bumped off, does it rearrange the numbers? Uh, yes, it should. Let me see here. Let's serve, but I'm serving from a different screen. Let's serve. Let's go out of order for fun. Let's serve Bill. Somehow your food got done before everyone else's. So I served it. Let's see here. There we go. Yep. So you disappeared and now I'm number three. All right. That works. That's pretty cool. And somebody could put this on the side of their truck and kind of let the guests know that, hey, we're working on your food. Correct, correct. And this is a total extra. You don't have to do a small number of people do, but it's a nice feature um, that someone asked for and we were able to crank it out in a couple of days for them. So just out of curiosity, now I'm just being a little crazy. Mm -hmm. If um, somebody had this on the side of the truck, let's say, could they do like a picture in a picture where they could be showing like, you know, the weather or something, and then that would be down in the lower corner just to let people know? Is that possible? Uh, probably. So how this works is it's a web page on our website, just like every right. other piece of it. So basically anything that has a web browser, it, it's not going to be like old school picture in picture on your television where you know you like you're selecting two different channels. Right. You'd have to pull up like a different web browser or two, but you could show multiple, multiple things if you have a big enough screen. Right. Um, you could minimize yours and, and create its own size and then make the other one bigger or whatever. Correct. Correct. Or even lay it on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you got it. And I know we're probably going a little about an order here, but I can show you too if you want to connect the dots. Again, this is what the customer sees with no order detail, but then for the actual order queue that the 
the um, cook is working on is going to look more like this. Now, this is the wrong aspect ratio in the truck. All of the screens are vertical. They're not horizontal like this. They're portrait, not landscape. So okay. it would really be more, you know, something like something like this, more space efficient. And then it's long. So you see seven, probably seven orders at a time. Let's talk about um, real quick about the equipment they would need to be able to do this. Yep. Yeah. So the we designed our system to be very flexible. So you can do it pretty cheap, um, or you can spend more money. But even the stuff that you buy, it's all um, nothing's proprietary. It's items you buy on Amazon or at Best Buy or Target. So just you know, generally keep that in mind. But there's basically two. There's two core pieces of the system: the the POS, which is needs to be a tablet. And this is the one piece that's picky. It has to be an Android. It can't be an iPad. Android tablets are cheaper, which is good. Um, but I know some people do have iPads, so you can't use that for the POS. But for the KDS screen, it can be literally anything with a web browser. I mean, I'm showing it to you here on my computer, right? So that could be your iPad. If you had an old iPad you wanted to use, if you wanted to have a big, fancy touchscreen, um, there's one we recommend on our website. It's real big, real nice. People love it. Um, you can use that. Um, that's a little more expensive. But those are the two main pieces, and it's pretty flexible between them. And then, then you need internet, which is a separate topic, and, and you also need a little credit card reader for the POS system, but that's that's minor. Um, but again, none of the hardware is proprietary. You break something, you, you can replace it. Just go to the store real quick. Um, the stuff's pretty reliable. Um, you know, treat, treat electronics with respect. There's still a little computer in your very hot truck, so be careful with it. But yep. <laughs> um, they they seem to work pretty well. Okay, you talked about the equipment, yep. the basic equipment, and of course they could add on an additional screen. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you can have as many KDS screens as you want. There's no extra cost. Yeah, other other companies will charge you per screen, one to buy it, and then also monthly fees. Yep. There's, you could have one, you could have three. I mean, realistically, in a food truck, I, I can't think of a situation you need more than two. I mean, one works for 80% of people, yep. but you could have more if you want. It'll burn a little bit more data, but immaterial amount. Um, our system uses very little data, relatively speaking. Um, no extra cost on our side. You just have to have the screen. Right. Yeah, I and mean, I can see why they would need that second screen, like we were talking about, serving off the order yep. just to stay organized. Yeah, certainly a low volume truck could work off of just the cashier equipment and then the one that's in the uh, cooking area. You got it. You got it. And we do recommend, I know it's always an expense, but we do recommend the big touch screen because it's such a better experience. And I, I guess I yep. should show up. Um, now, the Amazon page is a great example. I can show a picture here real quick if you give me okay. a second. Sure. It's just such a better experience from you know everything that we've we've seen. Um, and the tablets work fine. And if you need to save the money, that's perfectly fine. You can still see plenty of plenty of items on there. It'll work. But the screen, the big screen, is nice because it, you can see it from a long distance away. Everyone can see it at once. Um, here's an example of of the two. The left is the big touch screen, and right. then the right would be comparable, the same menu, the same orders but on a little tablet doing the same thing. So you can kind of get a feel for what that looks like. You get, um, and we're actually a little more space efficient now, but you can get seven, probably a good seven orders here, all day summary. 
and then this is actually set to that other mode, the one-step mode where they don't have to push the button again. Um, right. It just shows it once they hit serve. And then this is kind of how it looks on the tablet. So, yeah, absolutely. If I was going to do another food truck, I would get the bigger monitor just so you could see it easier. Yeah. And you, since that's on a web browser, you can actually make it somewhat bigger yourself, can't you? Yeah, you can always zoom in. Yeah, so this is set to 100%, but if you're 100% you know, zoom, but you can just click the options at the top in the web browser, zoom to 125 and, and right. make it bigger. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see less, obviously, or, or see less yeah. orders, but yeah, it'll be bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is some customization there as well. And they can make it smaller if they got really good eyesight too, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about the credit card processing itself just, just real briefly. Absolutely. Because I, I know that you can, if you already have Square, you can use this on top of Square, right? Technically, yes. So when we first built the system, you could, uh, we, we connected to Square. So for the window orders, you could use Square. Online doesn't work with Square, though. If you want there, that, that's, that's a break. It, it, that part never got built. Um, we generally don't recommend Square because it's the most expensive option. And we have one, other options that are fully integrated. So it works for online and Windows, window orders. And two, they're, they're much cheaper, or at least materially cheaper. So you could if you need to. And I do, have, I do have one or two customers that they just don't want to change. They don't want to buy a new credit card reader, whatever. They, they just use Square through the system. Um, and they're more than welcome to. Um, but we recommend basically two, one of two other credit card processors. One of them is called SumUp, and one of them is called uh, Payline slash CardPoint. They're, they're going through a rebranding, so either of those names is the same company. Um, SumUp, the there's basically a different use case between the two that determines whether a food truck should choose one or the other. It's usually best to go with Payline or CardPoint, but not always. Payline CardPoint is cheaper. Um, they're fully integrated into our system. Whenever there's issues, we can actually help you. You know, we have a lot of real good visibility into it, but it's designed for a little bit higher volume trucks. So if you're very seasonal or you're in a situation where you're doing less than a thousand bucks a month in sales, you'd want to consider sum up because even though per transaction, it's a little bit higher, it's 2.75%, I believe, versus um, payline which is about 2.4 to 2.5 based on my calculation. Um, sum up is like Square where there's no monthly fees, there's no minimum, you just charge it and go. You pay a little higher price, but that's it. Payline, you need to do a thousand bucks a month in sales and um, you need to do that every month. If you don't, there's like a $25 a month fee. So most trucks, it makes much more sense to go with Payline, CardPoint, but occasionally sum up makes more, makes more sense. And that's why we support both if that hopefully makes sense it does it does make sense so there's basically it's there's options and whichever one yeah. makes the most financial sense for the particular truck correct correct yeah you mentioned that you needed the um the card processor itself how much is the one that you guys support the pay point i believe uh, yeah card point pay line card okay it's it's they're changing their brand naming. So it's, it's annoying. Um, it's 60 bucks for the little reader. It's, we get a little discount from them. I know that doesn't seem that cheap, but they actually sell them for like hundred bucks on their website. But anyone that uses our system, we got them to negotiate it down a little bit. So they give it to our customers for 60. And which kind of reader is it? Is it the one that does the dip and the touch and all Correct. that? 
Okay. Correct. Yeah, it's a little Bluetooth reader that connects via Bluetooth to the tablet. Um, it's for chip readers. You can swipe, but you'd only do that on a card that doesn't have a chip in it, which is right. pretty much nothing now. Um, it does have tap, but we're working on adding that. The tap doesn't work for probably about another month. That's something okay. on our side we have to enable, but it will shortly. The hardware is there. We just have to finish building that, which will finally get done here, hopefully pretty soon. So, mm -hmm. yes. And you can manually, you break your reader or you'll lose it or something. You can manually type in credit card numbers into the point of sale system when you're checking someone else. You know, that's not something you want to have to do very often, but that backup is there too if something ever happened to the reader. Right. And, that, and that's important that people understand there is a backup system there. Yeah. Because it is no fun to have somebody ring something up and then go, oh, I'm sorry, our credit card machine's down. Yeah. Because most of the time they got to cancel the order. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, just trying to think of what else we could go over here. As far as someone that you would talk to or, or get stuck, if they have everything set up the way you've got it set up right now, is there any pain point they would be encountering or they pretty much be good to go they could open up tomorrow <laughs> yeah most pain points come from general the person's general proficiency with technology so mm -hmm. it's going to be there's always people that and you know understandably will struggle just connecting um to wi-fi connection right. to this stuff so we'll have those kind of things um from time to time we always do our best to help um outside of that um do know your hardware so i i i learned an interesting truthism sort of early on i would visit trucks all the time and i still do obviously all the time but i would be very hands-on so like they'd want to use our system and then I'd, I'd even order the hardware for them and they just pay me back for it and then i'd install all of it i get it all working and then they not know how to do anything with it and i'm trying to go above and beyond because i want them as a customer and i i'd like visiting food trucks anyways, but I learned the hard way that, well, I need to help, but if I do that, one, I shouldn't be buying it for them. That's, that's something else they need to buy it themselves, but two, they need to install it and do the setup processes themselves because that's how they learn how it works. Because otherwise they're going to call me in the middle of a rush and say, I can't get the Wi-Fi thing to connect to my hotspot because they hadn't done it before. And it, for the last two months, they've been using the system it's been set to auto connect because I set that up for them, but then they change something and now they don't know what to do. So there's those kind of things. Um, I would say that's a majority of it, that type of item. Right. Um, we, we have our own bugs to fix from time to time. Someone will find that, you know, something buried somewhere isn't working and they let us know and then we fix it the next day and then it's working again. Um, but that, that stuff's pretty rare. Okay. Uh, we, we added the credit card processors. That, those can be pain points from time to time. Whenever there's money exchanging hands, there's a plethora of ways that can go sideways. We've had minimal issues with that, but you know, there's there's things that happen from time to time of you know someone trying to push through what looks like a fraudulent charge and mm -hmm. them having to deal with that with the merchant servicing company on the back end to to clear it up. We had. I won't go into details. That's enough. You, you know what I mean from those things. Yes, so, I do know what you mean. So, yeah. And it happens. And it's just something you got to deal with. You just got to just learn. Yeah. Let's talk about the menu that we're looking at right now is 14 items on it. Yep. How long would it take the average person to set that up? 
I'll show you. So okay. I'll show you how things look in general. So setup menus. Okay. You can have all your menus. I mean, I have really only one good one and a couple other ones. But you can turn a menu on and off just like that. And the tablet oh. updates in near real time, you know, a couple of seconds. And again, that's some very expensive chicken copy. Um, so that's the oh, yeah, have to be. <laughs> it's the same logic within it too. So you go within the menu and you can turn items on and off and you can move things around and they, they disappear and, and add on real quick. And then you can add stuff very quickly. So say you did forget to add something. Oh, shoot. Sure. Water, two bucks, add new item. There's your water for two bucks, just like that. And again, this is live on the, the tablet. Right. Now, really, you'd want to add a lot more stuff to it than just the dollar amount, but that gets it on there. And then you can go in and add your short name. So do you want it to say on the K KMS, it says KDS or KMS there, but on the KDS, do you want it to not say the long rib sandwich? You just want it to say RS. You can type that in and that's what will come up on the KDS screen. Okay. Put in your description for people to see online. Is it taxable? Do you need to set any special taxes? Um, we added this recently. Beer has, at least in Minnesota, a different sales tax rate. So you need a special tax rate for an item that's tagged as alcohol or water is technically like bottled water isn't taxable. So you need a little box to check to take that off of your normal sales tax mm -hmm. stuff. You'd set your you know, entree type, you'd set display location. This is by default onto all, but this is where you could make it so something only shows up online or something only shows up on the tablet. Um, you hit update. Load picture, that's pretty quick. And then if you need to do the modifiers, you add them here. This is the modifiers are the slowest part. You can get a menu item up and going real quick. But if you have a complicated men, uh, modifier group, modifiers that can take a little bit. But once it's up, everything's set up and you can just toggle things on and off quickly and easily. So basically, if somebody wasn't doing, you know, a lot of a lot of different modifiers, they could set it up literally in minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. And here's how this looks with actual modifiers in it. So you set what the name is, meat, you set the items, any upsell, if there is any upsell, and that's a grouping, and then you can have another group, and you can have as many groups as you want. So, okay. so yeah, this can get big, but it can be very quick if you're not doing right. much of that. Because once you set up, set up one, then it should flow for pretty easily to be able to set up as many things as is on your menu. I know the other day. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, we're working on making that even faster, too. So Trevor's working on a project right now to make modifying the modifier groups easily movable from item to item. Because at the moment, you have to set this up, but then you have to do it again for item number two if they have the same modifiers. Um, but he's okay. almost done, and it should be out in a week or two, where when you actually make the group, it's a thing. Like mm -hmm. it's a, you know, it's an item and then you can just right. assign that item to the next thing. So that makes the process much, much quicker. Um, if you kind of get what I'm saying there. It's, yeah, a, you it's know. like a sub recipe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd have the same sub recipe on multiple items. Yeah. Yep. Now, the one thing that uh, we were talking about the other day, uh, you're going to be integrating or putting in the ability to take inventory or to inventory count your products. How far are you, are you from being able to do that? So we do have inventory. Um, we already have that out. 
it's focused though. It's not, it's not a full inventory tracking system where you're tracking every napkin, you're tracking you know, everything like that. The purpose of this is really around online ordering and telling you if you're about to, or disabling online ordering and telling you if you're about to burn through something. So this is already out there. And what it'll do is you create your menu item, then you create an ingredient, then you link that ingredient to that menu item. It can be a one-to-one -one relationship, a many-to-one relationship, a one-to-many relationship, whatever. And by that, I mean, you could have three different burgers all tied to the same burger patty. And then you set the burger patty inventory at 50. And then no matter what the customer buys of those different burgers, it's ticking down that burger patty. So then once you've burned through all of it, that online ordering will auto disable. Um, you know, this thing here will say, well, greatest burger ever. It'll say this is out and they can't click on it. They can still see it. So they know that you have this and they might know about it for next time, but they can't click on it. And then on the order queue, it'll be a little box or not, sorry, there will be a point of sale. There'll be a little box that pops up right here that says low when you're under like 10 and then it'll say out or no inventory. It, it turns red and it's very obvious you don't have it. Uh, the difference though is on the cashier side on the POS here, you can still push the button and charge it through. Um, so you can override it basically if you have one or two left or you know you were being conservative on your 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 inventory estimate but automatically disables online tells you about it on the POS okay. so the focus is really on that we might expand that to be a full inventory system in the future we know there'd be some benefit there but this was really the the core of what a lot of people were asking about for inventory i, I don't want to have to disable something i don't want to use online because i've only got 13 racks of ribs and when i'm out i'm out and i don't want to be giving refunds to third you know, three mad people. And this, this handles that. Yeah. And I like that feature. Basically, you're just counting down until you run out. And since it talks to the online ordering as well as the POS, you know, that's as good as you can get because yes. everybody that would be ordering it is at least notified that, Hey, this product's no longer available. Mm -hmm. And as long as the cashier's taught not to override it, <laughs> you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, I think you've covered everything that we could possibly talk about. All right. Oh, one other plug too. Okay. Um, we do more than happy to set up demos for anyone. We're we're a small business and we're always about trying to support other small businesses. And I try to be as straightforward and upfront about everything. And while I want everyone to use our system, I know it doesn't make sense for everyone. So we're happy to set up a demo, play with it, see if it makes sense for you. Decide to use it. Awesome. Decide not to use it. Hey, totally understand. But no, no commitments, nothing there. All I need is a phone number and email address, and I can set that up for anyone that's interested. So, which I think is awesome because you set it up for me way back when, and you can play with it as much as you want. Yep. And it does help yep. you to understand how the system works. Exactly. Hands so on is so helpful. Yeah, exactly. I would encourage everybody to, to do it just as an as the experimentation, because it is a world of difference once you're not handwriting tickets. And until you've experienced not having to deal with handwriting tickets or even a printed ticket and using a ticket rail, that um, experience is so different. It really yeah, changes yeah. how you you operate because now you're thinking about, well, if I can do this quicker, then I can do you know, two or three other different things quicker. Yeah. And that's really what food trucks need is they, they've got to 
embrace as much as possible, not only the delicious food that a lot of them deliver, but they are convenient. Yeah. You, you can't avoid being convenient as a food truck and yep. convenience yep. implies speed. Yep. And the so, more, the more prices go up, you know, the more you have inflation on food or labor, you have to eke out those efficiency gains because yep. you're going to pay what you're going to pay for chicken wings. And yeah, you try to pass it on to the customer as best you can, but you really got to get efficiencies out of elsewhere. And there are a lot of ways to control it. I you know we can hate on McDonald's all we want, but I, I go there and I compare it to other places and they're fast and the food's cheap. Yeah, but it's, it is cheap and they're fast and they still manage to make good money because they're quick and I'll go to other places and I like some of the other places and they're just not anywhere near as efficient. You know, for us in the South, since we have Chick-fil-A's down here, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A will put McDonald's to shame. Oh yeah. Cause Chick-fil-A is ridiculous fast. Mm-hmm. And, and what what I like to brag about on Chick-fil-A, I've never worked for them, unfortunately. I've known a lot of people that have, mm-hmm. and I've worked with them outside of an official capacity. And, and their average store unit is approaching $5 million a year. That's crazy, I know. Yeah, for an average. Yeah. You know, I ran a Wendy's way back in the day, and it was the fifth highest volume Wendy's in the world. And it was, it, we did about $5 million a year. But Chick Fil A is doing that across their whole system. Yeah, yeah. Their whole system's averaging five million dollars per unit. That's yeah. crazy. And yeah. they're fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they have two drive-through lanes. They have like twenty people outside. Yep. Taking orders and delivering food, and 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 every one of them seems to be genuinely happy to be there. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just all a matter in how you handle your employees and treat them and and have a system in place. And this is what food trucks need, this system that you have. Yep. It, it's, it's the so, doorway so, to them being fast. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been to many of food truck festivals over the years now, and I'll spend a lot of time in different trucks and some that use our system, some don't. And even between the ones that use our system, like some have the production process down and they leverage it to the, the max and they'll push hugely more volume. And then you'll talk to some other trucks and they'll be very happy because they did well at a, at a food truck festival, but they literally left four or $5,000 on the table that day because they are the speed they were going at. And, you know, that's, that's abnormal. Most, most of the time you'd be incredibly lucky just to have that total in a, in a right. day, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it really matters. So. Yeah, it does. It really does. And, and your system really takes again the food trucks out of the stone age it makes such a world of difference to do everything as much as possible electronically Mm -hmm. 